Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled The Haves and the Have-Nots. You know that there is a web of deceit that is being spun in today's church. It's involving the human needs above that of Christ. It involves putting creature comforts above the will of God. It involves placing the pleasure of man above the purpose of God. And that's what we call humanistic Christianity, the type of Christianity that puts the human first. And you know, that's not pleasing to God. So today we're going to go right back in that subject entitled The Haves and the Have-Nots. And today I pray that you receive a rich blessing as we endeavor to give the Lord Jesus preeminence in all things. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled Humanistic Christianity, which is part number six of the series entitled The Haves and the Have-Nots, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Oh, that was a good wave. All right, that was a good wave. All right. Second Timothy, the third chapter, it's just us. Praise the Lord, it's just us. Praise the Lord. You already know I'm a few fries short of a happy meal. You already know it. But we're all right. Hallelujah. Second Timothy, the third chapter, verses one through five. When you get it, say, I got it. All right. Uh, it reads like this. I'll be reading to you out of the King James Version. It says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boisterous, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, uh, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Verse 5, our key verse in the series. Let's try to read it together. Ready? Let's read. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this hour that you have appointed for us all to gather around your table. Lord, I pray that everybody gets full today. Lord, I pray that you would feed us the whole roll, that we may just dine at your table feasting on your word. For, Lord, we shall not live, we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. Lord, I pray today that it be respectfully none of me but all of you. Lord, I pray that you would speak to your people in a way that they will hear and also understand. And when it's all said and done, Lord, let that seed be planted in our hearts and produce a harvest that will affect the nations. Bless your people today, I pray, in Jesus' name. Let your hearts say amen. amen. I want to welcome also our online community. All right, Kingdom Rock, let's greet our online community by saying hi, y'all. Hi, y'all. That's how we say it down here in Bremen. And just Bremen, it's just us down here. We wish you were here. It's such a beautiful place. It's not raining and no one complaining. And something about shed a tear. Anybody know that song? 
No. Nobody else wants something? Heaven? Uh, I didn't just make it up. It is a song. Well, praise the Lord. We'll have to get it next time. All right, but let's go ahead and get into the word. So we see in our series the have and have nots, we're talking about a church that has the power of God. And there's also another church, a false church, false Christianity that looks real, but it is very much false. It is a mannequin. It has the form, but it has no life in it. So it is our task today, our, our assignment. We're not throwing rocks at people. We don't do that. That's unnecessary. What we're doing today is trying our best uh, for you to know what, Chris, what being a Christian is, first of all, amen, amen, so that you can detect what a Christian is not. Amen. We don't want you to be deceived. Also, we want you to examine yourselves to make sure that you are in the faith. It is not God's will for anybody to perish. He doesn't want anybody to die and go into the basement. By basement, I mean hell. Okay? That's not his desire for anyone to go there whatsoever. And so he has blessed us today to be here to gather, on, to gather under his word, uh, to hear his word, uh, to make sure that we're in right standing with him. And also, uh, he's going to show us what the false looks like. Amen? All right, because you'll see a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, false stuff going on today. And if you're not careful, you would think that that wolf, even though that wolf has sheep's clothing on, you'll think that that's the real thing, but it's not. Amen. Are you hearing? Yes. All right, so we want to have uh, the power, the form and the power, the form and the power, the form and the power. The power is the Holy Spirit who indwells us, who leads us into right living, right lifestyle, into being overcoming. Let me say this now. A real Christian is an overcomer. Real Christians, the body of Christ, are overcomers. Now, I did not say that we would not be overcome at times, but we will always hop up and go on and go on. We're like the weebo wobble. You knock us down, but we get back up. Anybody had one of those punching bags before? You knock it down, it just springs right back up. Hallelujah. We're like the palm tree in the wind and the storm. We'll bend a little bit, but when it's over, we're right back up. Are you hearing? True Christians are overcomers. So you should have a pattern in your life of overcoming. You should have a list. You could keep a list. As a matter of fact, you could write a list if you wanted to about different things in your life that you have overcome. This had you, but you got away. Praise God. You overcame that. And you're more mature and you're getting better, better, and better. Amen? Christians, real Christians are overcomers. So today, if you are being overcome, you say, I love Jesus. I know the Lord, but I'm not sure if I'm really overcoming right now. Well, that's fine, because as soon as we're over, you can come to the altar and we'll just gang on you like a bunch of bees and knock that devil off of you. Problem solved. Are you hearing me? We got power over the devil. Hallelujah. That's no problem whatsoever. Hallelujah. Don't make me flex my muscle. Say with me, we've got the power. Hallelujah. I like that. That's no problem. Praise the Lord. 
We're formed in God's likeness after his image. We are being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Every single day, we walk with power and great authority. We know our rights and privileges in Christ. We are seated with him and in him in heavenly places right now. And God has given our Lord a name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. That means cancer will have to bow. That means sicknesses and diseases will have to bow. Depression will have to bow. There is no, there is nothing created that does not have the, that Jesus does not have the power, control, or dominance over. So when I decree and declare his name, that thing will bow. It will submit. Don't you know that we've been called to subjugate, to rule, to control as God in the earth, the Lord through us, creating a change. Now, I did not say that you were God, but God working through you can make the change. Are you hearing? You may think that you God sometime, but you're not. I don't want to be God. I don't want to be him. He got a lot of stuff that, uh-uh, 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 Just in my, my head, I almost explodes in my little world. But I definitely want to serve him. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So we're, let's talk, we're talking about the real state. Let's look at something. Let's go to the book of Matthew, Matthew 13. And then from here, I'm going to give you some references. If you can keep up with me, you can keep up with me. If not, you can write them down. Amen. Uh, I was in the spirit, so I have all these scriptures already here. Praise the Lord. If you were in the spirit, you would have the scriptures printed out too. <laughs> but we'll forgive you this time. Isn't that right, Brother Jane? All right. So, Matthew 13, I want to show you a real-time picture of the end-time church. And we're going to see how Jesus deals with this in Matthew 13. Amen. Matthew 13, when you get it, say, I got it. Oh, good. I like those flipping fingers. Matthew 13, let's look at verse number 24. The Lord gives us a parable, a parable here. He says, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed, say good seed, in his field. All right. Good seed, the true born again believer. Hallelujah. Don't you know that God can plant you on a job? Uh, plant you in a workplace and you can he can use you in that workplace you are his planting there and he can cultivate fruit in your life and then others eat from that fruit they see God's work in you and they give their lives to him Amen. say I'm a, I'm a seed yeah 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 and you're going to produce much in different areas of your life you are you are a seed and you carry seeds praise the Lord to impart truths into others lives all right so it says um, uh, a man uh, he sowed good seed. All right, verse 25. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But uh, when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, church folk came and said to the Lord, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then... Uh, hath it tares 
He said unto them, an enemy hath done this. Why is it, we say, why is the church so corrupt today, Lord? Why is all this mess in the church? Why am I looking at L.A. preachers and, and, and first ladies and, and this and that on the television? Why am I seeing so many preachers on the news, news and in the tabloids? What's going on? Why am I seeing so many fights in the church? Why am I seeing those that call themselves Christians fighting and cussing? And there are so many things that they do that should not even be said over the pulpit what's the problem jesus didn't you sow good seed are you hearing what's the problem sir didn't you sow good seed he said uh he said into your field uh then whence cometh all this mess in the church what's the problem he said unto them an enemy has done this oh the enemy has some plants an enemy has done this. Uh, the servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? Should we form a coalition, true Christians against false Christians? Smackdown 2013. <laughs> Should we go through the church and, and point at people and say, You're not saved, you're not saved, you're not saved, you're not saved. Should we do that, Lord? Should we go and persecute them? Should we, Lord? Should we do that? I'm ready to do it. Lord, do you want us to do it? I got my holy roll of shoes on and I'm ready to condemn people. Is that what you want me to do, Jesus? Is that our job as Christians to condemn others of their sins, to speak against them? Absolutely not. Please say your neighbor, tell them that's not your job. It's not your job. It also, you can just take a breath. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank the Lord. What, somebody need a tic tac? <laughs> you, you hear what I'm saying too? That's not your job. It's not your job to condemn. Amen. Are you hearing? That's not your Let's go on and see what happens here. He said, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? Uh, obviously, and, and to burn them. He said, But he said, Nay, at least while ye gather up the tares, ye root up the wheat with them. That is, some, some, there are some Christians born again uh, and babes in Christ who will still have immature, who will still have the same look as someone that is not saved. But God is working with them. Amen. He is maturing them. We can't see the job that's happening on the inside of their heart. We can't see what God is doing. We just... We can't see what God's doing, but we see what they are doing. And we think, you're false. You're not a Christian. But you don't understand how God is working with them and how he's molding them and how he's shaping them and how he's delivering them, how he's healing them. Hallelujah. We can't see the whole picture. That's what the Lord is telling them. You can't see the whole picture. You're going to call them unsaved. You're going to say to them, you're going to hell when they are not. Because we can't see the whole story. All we can see is the outward shape of things. There's a road to deliverance. Now, sometimes the Lord will take something from you like that. Praise God. And you're done and you're through with it. Hallelujah. Then other times it's over a period of time, a season. Season. You say you're smoking 12 packs a day. But it may be over a season. That is a lot, isn't it? That is a lot. That, that's a lot of smoking, isn't it? That's a lot. Okay. You say you're smoking uh, 10 packs a day or what have you. <laughs> Still a lot. 
Well, whatever, praise God. Two packs a day, okay. Today, but God begins to deal with you. And so you, you, say, you say, okay, well, two less today. Do two less today. And you're gone for a month or so. Then God says again, do two less today. And then you're going on, so on, going, so on. God's dealing with you. Then he says, two less today. Then yeah. after a while, you're down to that one pack. Then after a while, you're down to nothing. Amen. We don't know the road of deliverance. Amen. You don't know the road of deliverance. Are you hearing? All we can see is the outward, but you can't see the complete picture. An immature Christian can look like a tear. Are you hearing? But as the Holy Spirit continues to deal with you, he will mature you. As you stay under the rich word of God, as you study your Bible, you get in that word, as you pray in the spirit, the Lord will deal with you. I'm telling you, he will deal with you. The Lord, remember, he said, if you be not chastised of the Lord, if you be not corrected of the Lord, you're not a son. But you're actually an illegitimate child. That's the B word, but I'm not going to say that. It's not a bad word, but I just don't want to say it. You understand? So everybody that the Lord loves, he will deal with. He will correct. He will discipline. But the Lord's chastisement, his discipline is very gentle. At least at first, very, very gentle because he's concerned about you. He wants you to hear. Amen. But if you are about to, if, if the road is out up the street and I know I just came from there and the road is out. And for some reason, somebody went out there and pulled and pulled up the, uh, um, the detour sign. I don't know who did that. They pulled up detour sign and the road is clearly out. There is a big crater in the bottom of the road not prophesying there's a crater in the bottom of the road right it is a big ditch that's a 10 foot down and there are no signs and i come to you and you're heading down that way and i stop you say hey 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 who can i pick on hey 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 tracy hey hey the road is out down there the road is out gladys the road is out don't drive down there okay Okay, you say to me, okay, okay, Pastor, you must be playing again. <laughs> you know, you were always a kid, aren't you? You playing, aren't you, Pastor? You playing. That's all right. All right, thank you. And you wrote your window up. You know, got one. You might know where that window is. <laughs> Some of y'all young people may not know about that kind of window. You roll on that window up and you get on down the road and I chase you. Hey, 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 hey. I'm telling you, the road is out. First time, a little bit gentle. Hey, next time, hey, I got to speak a little bit louder. You may not understand what I'm saying to you. Same voice, same attitude. I care for you. It is out of love. I don't want you to fall in that pit, to fall in that ditch and hurt yourself. Are you hearing me? But you say, Pastor, it can't be you. You must be some clone or something. That's not you. You roll your window back up. And you head on down the road. Now you are feet just inches away from the cliff. I stand in the way and say, this time a lot more bold because I don't want you to hit that. Right? I know what's going to happen next. You don't want me to say, excuse me. But there's a 10 foot drop there. Okay? Just go the other way. Don't worry. No, my tone will reflect the danger. Are you understanding? 
It will reflect the danger. So the Lord will always deal with us. Thank God Almighty. He'll always, if you're truly born again, you're truly saved, the Spirit of God is truly within inside of you, He will always deal with you. He will always correct you. If there are different idols in your lives, He will tell you about the idol. It's time to tell on Pastor Stroud again, Day. Don't you know a video game can be an idol? Some of you may not realize that. If you're going home and you're playing it several hours a day, it can't be an idol. Every day, it can be an idol. I'm not sure what yours is. Don't look at me like that. But the Lord will deal with you about different idols. Say, hey, hey, there's too much time with that. Hey, hey, go spend time with the family. Hey, hey, you need to stop that. Get in that word. Hey, 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 hey. Stop that, stop that, stop that, stop that. Right? Are you hearing? Say idol. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Lord said he's a, he's a jealous God. He's not going to have all these other things before him. So if something else is squeezing your time, taking your time away from him, guess what? He's going to be dealing with you about that. Amen. Those of you that are in relationship, those husbands, uh, I mean, if your wife is always doing this over there but never spending time with you, are you going to be silent? Well, at least I'm, I'm going to say something. Right? Praise the Lord. All right, verse 29. It says, so he said here, least while ye, he said, don't do that. Least while ye gather up tares, ye root up uh, the wheat with them. Verse 30, let both grow together. Do you see that? Here's the Lord's plan. Let them grow together. Let them grow together. Until the what? Until the harvest. He says, and in the time of harvest, I love those two words, I will. The Lord said, in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares. He said, I know exactly who you are. He said, I will say, I will will tell the reapers to gather first the tares and bind them in bundles, burn them, go into the basement. But gather the wheat into my barn. That's the good place. Are you hearing me? The Lord said that he is the judge. He will deal with them. So I don't want us to get off assignment. I don't want you to to take on the role of God in someone else's life or even to be their own personal Holy Spirit. But what you need to, all of us need to do is exemplify the love of Jesus Christ to, uh, to allow the image of Christ to be formed in you. Now, there may be times when the Lord would tell you to tell someone, hey, you know, that's not that's not right. Amen. Amen. But I guarantee you, he is he has already been telling them that already told yes. them that. Yes. Yes. And he may have you to say it as a witness unto them. The but let it be God Amen. telling you. Because who among us is without sin that can cast the first stone? Y'all looking at me strange today. So let's go on today. Are y'all catching the flow? So here again, there are many different types of the church, so to speak, or of Christianity that the world has perverted. Really, there's only one Christianity. There's only one, but the world has done a spinoff and said that and said so many different things and said, hey, you can still be a Christian without actually following Christ. And God's not pleased with that. That's a lie. Are you hearing? So let's go further here again. um, We're looking at different types of church. There is a wheat 
the real and there's a tear, the false. There's the empowered church and then there is also the weak church or weak Christians. And we talked about this. There are Christians and then there are Christian buts. Remember that Christian buts. They'll say, I'm a Christian, but I still do this. I still do that. I still go here. I still go there. I'm a Christian, but meaning I will be one. I'll, I'll serve the Lord Jesus as long as it is convenient to me. I'm not willing to lay down my life for him. No, no, no. When it's convenient for me, then I will serve him. Christian buts. I'm a Christian, but. And today we're going to be talking about, today we're going to subtitle this, uh, this type of Christianity. The Lord gave this to me. Uh, humanistic Christian. Humanistic Christianity. Humanistic Christianity. Now when I heard that, I said, what? Humanistic Christianity? What is that, Lord? What be that? And there is actually a thing called uh, uh, humanistic Christianity. There's, I said, what? Wow, wow, wow. So I looked at it, didn't get anywhere with it really. But I will tell you what the Lord showed me what it is. Can I do that? Amen. The word humanistic means a person having a strong interest in or concern for human welfare. Sounds good. Values and, uh, and dignity. Or someone that is studying, studying human nature or affairs. And now in itself, there's nothing wrong with that. Studying human nature, studying human beings, nothing wrong with it at all. But when you couple that, that humanistic approach with Christianity, you get someone that values themselves over Christ. Are you hearing? Now you're ready to go. Uh, might as well put your hand like this. There you go. Put your hand. This is all right. We're all going to be okay. Put your hand like this, grab that seatbelt, buckle in. Are you ready? Now it's time to take off. I pray you're ready. So here we go. Uh, but here again, the problem with uh, humanistic Christianity is that it places the human, the person, it places our needs, our wants, our desires above that of Christ and his word. No. God's not pleased with that. Are you hearing me? Uh, it routinely justifies sinful, uh, a sinful lifestyle or sinful action. And it routinely makes excuses for what they are doing. God, I understand what you said, but I understand God, but what's happening there? We routinely, this, human, this humanistic Christianity routinely puts itself, exalts self above that of the will of God. And that type of Christian, can I say, are not overcomers and they will not inherit the promises of God. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will not inherit heaven. Why? Because they spent their entire lives telling God, but. And goats, but. They do, you know. Did you get it? Are you hearing? So we're talking about the real and we're also talking about uh, also talking about that false, the wheat and the tares. Okay, now you can be, uh, you can be in affiliation with the Lord, trying to walk with Him and walking in disobedience. Are you hearing? So this is what we're trying to do today. We're here at the edge of the road, and I'm telling some those of us watching. I'm sure more watching on video than in our present. Right? Praise the Lord. Telling some all around the world. 
that if we are disobedient toward God, it is time to repent and time to change. Do not exalt your own needs, your own wants, your own desires above that of Christ. Remember, you have been bought and paid for. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. You belong to Christ if you are indeed born again. You belong to him now. And it is his desire. It is his will. It is his purpose that should, be, that should have the preeminence in your life that should always be first place. Amen? I'm telling you, it, uh, humanistic Christianity also seeks to save its own life. God's not pleased with that. It seeks its own pleasure over the desire of God. God's not pleased with that. It always looks at itself. It hears the command of God, but sees its own condition and say, Lord, I would do that, but. I want, is anyone here involved in that humanistic uh, Christianity? Jesus clearly says in Luke, you can get it if you like, or just listen, Luke, the 14th chapter, verses 26 through 27. I love the way the, the um, New Living Translation uh, puts it here. It says this. This is Luke 14, 26 through 27. It says, if you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison, meaning your love for him must be extreme. Your love for him must be extreme. He says, um, uh, your father, your mother, your wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes, even your own life, even your own life should be secondary to that of Christ. Hear me, I've heard parents say over the years, oh, I live for my children. I put my children first in everything because you know they're small. They can't really do for themselves. So I put them first. You put them first ahead of Christ? Yes, in all things, understand something. If you put Christ first, he'll give you the patience that you've been needing for that rascal. Amen. He'll give you the love that you've been needing for your husband. If you put him first, receive from him first, he'll give you what you need for them. But if you have it in reverse, you put them first, then you're going to always short circuit. You're going to always be disappointed. You're going to always be confused. You're going to always be um, dismayed over what they do because the answer is not in you. You can pour money on them. You can pour opportunities on them. You can sit them down Monday through Friday and try to tell them the truth. But do you have the words that they need or does Christ have the words that they need? Only he can see the inside of them and give you what to say to them. To your husband, to your wife, to your mother, to your father. He can give you those words when you put him first. But again, the Lord said you must hate everyone by comparison. He said, otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Yes. Now, the Lord's using these definite terms here. He said, you cannot be. If you love these things more than me, you cannot be. Mm. So let us not be deceived, my brothers and my sisters. In the name of Jesus. If these things, if these relationships, if you hold more love for them over him, yes, you Lord. cannot be his disciple. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Hallelujah. And not being his disciple translate to road to hell yes, and not to heaven. Are you hearing? Yes, he says also in Luke 14, uh, same, uh, same chapter, verse 33. He says, so likewise, whosoever he be or she be of you that forsake not all that he hath, he 
or she, they cannot be my disciple unless you forsake everything. Now, if the Lord comes to you today and says, all right, come on and go with me right now at this very moment, he extends his hand and says, take my hand. It's time for you to go with me. If we were to look back and say, but Lord, what about, what about all these plans I got for you? What, what about all stuff I'm going to do for you? Or what about this? Or what about that? What about this? All those what about things have the potential of, of uh, being first over Christ in your life. Our only reaction should be, yes, Lord. That's our only reaction. Yes, Lord. You're calling on me. You're pulling on me. My only reaction is yes. Any other reaction is either immature, an immature heart, or we're putting or we're valuing those things above that of Christ. When he pulls on you, we say yes. When he says jump, don't even say how oh, high, just do your best. Oh. When he says run, don't even ask about running how fast. Just run flat out. Hallelujah. Walk how far? Don't even worry about how far. Just keep this going. Just start walking. Are you hearing me? Unless we have this mentality, we cannot be his disciple. He must be that pearl of precious price, of great price, that you're willing to sell everything and go after him. He must be that, that, that treasure that's in the field that you're willing to sell everything and go to buy. He must be everything. And in turn, he will empower you with what you need for what you have. He must be first. If he is not first, if he is not, as some would say, if he is not Lord of all, then he is not Lord at all. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Somebody really needs to hear that. I don't want you to fool yourselves. If he is not Lord of all, then he is not Lord at all. God's not going to take your table scraps. I told you to be buckled up. I told you to buckle up. He's not going to take your table scraps. He's not like Lazarus waiting on for the crumbs that fall from your table. You're going to give me a little time today? Oh, you are? Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. No, he's God. He's not selling for scraps or, or filthy seconds or thirds or fourths. He wants to, matter of fact, he doesn't even belong on a list. He is before all things. He has the preeminence above all things. He is the head of the church. Hallelujah. Are you still with me today? Humanistic Christianity says, I am first. My needs are first. I will make Christ a priority once I am satisfied. I'll do what Jesus wants once I get my stuff. That's not Christ, and God's not pleased with that attitude, let me tell you now. He's not pleased with that attitude at all. It's not okay with him. It's not good with him. It's not all good, as you, some would say. It's not that, uh-uh, he's, he's not pleased with that. Are you hearing? Now, if we look at James, you can turn to it, just read it, read along with me. I'm reading this out of the Amplified Bible. James 4, verse 5 says, out of the Amplified, or do you suppose that the scripture is speaking to no purpose that says the spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us yearns over us 
And he yearns for the spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love. God longs for his spirit to be welcomed in you with a jealous love. Think about that. God longs for his spirit to be welcomed in you with a jealous love. What does that mean? That means when he pulls on you, you do not harden your heart. You do not harden your heart when Jesus calls, when his word is, when his word, when his word is spoken, when his spirit begins to deal with you, don't harden, don't shut him out, don't shut the door. Remember, all he's trying to tell you, there's a ditch over there. That's the wrong way. And if you go into that, it's a good possibility you're not going to come out again. Are you hearing? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Acts, Acts 17. I love this one. Acts 17, verses 29. Now we're almost landing. Are y'all still with me? You can go and get this. Acts 17, verse 29 through 31. We're going to just look at this today as we go on going further. I have so much to tell you, so much more to give you, but not today. Somebody said, whew. I'm telling you, once we line, once we align ourselves with the Lord, you'll find the blessings of God float. And everything that was binding you, held, holding you captive, you will find it break. All this other stuff that we're putting above Christ is actually the thing that is shackling you or binding you. Are you hearing? The first step of deliverance really is when you begin to question your captors. Question your captivity. Why am I bound to this? Why am I bound to this? Why am I in this binding relationship? Why am I allowing this to happen to me? When you already know it's bad, but you stay in it anyway. Somebody ought to say amen. Why am I bound to this? It's time to begin to question it. Then after we begin to question that, then we begin to look to the Lord to save us out of the situation. Other than that, if you never question it, if you never look to God for deliverance out of it, you're going to stay in it and you're going to stay bound in it. But that's not God's will. You're not meant to live a life free. Um, you're not meant to live a life in compromise with bondage. In captivity your life is not the hallmarks of your life should not be depression where you're always depressed or angry or hostile all these negative emotions should not be the hallmark of your life they should not be are you hearing me they should not be we should not always go around oh woe is me I'm depressed I'm broke busted and disgusted uh, that should never be are you hearing hallelujah it should never be. Some of us are so spiritually broke, we can't even pay attention. Now that's pretty broke. Hallelujah. But here again, we're not here today to throw stones. We're here to warn and also to encourage, to let you see what the real is, so that we may cry out to the Lord and so that he may deal with our hearts and free us from these things that we think are good for us and they are not. So that we may be on that righteous path and truly be his disciples and walk with power in these end days. Now look at uh, Acts, the 17th chapter, Acts 17, verse 29 through 31. And it says this. 
uh, pray you hear it. Acts 17, verse 29 through 31, we're, we're about to close. For as much as then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. In other words, we should not think of God as an idol. Many in today's world have made God an idol where we begin to tell God what he is like. God don't do that. He won't send nobody to hell. Of course he won't. People are jumping in themselves. God understands. God understands. What are they doing? They make it another idol. They make God understand. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he understands what you're doing. He knows why. And with him, buddy, you're all right. Let's look at this. Acts 17. Look at verse number 30. It says, and the times of and the times of this ignorance, God, what? He winked. He winked at. But now, say now, commandeth all men everywhere to repent. In the times of your ignorance, he winked at. Okay, okay. I don't like what you're doing, but uh, uh, all right. I don't like it, but, you know, I got you. Mm. In your ignorance, when you didn't know, mm. he winked at. But the Bible says that he is not winking anymore. You're living in the last days. The wink, wink is over. Oh, man, I wish I hadn't known that last week. I would have done a little something else. The winking is over. Would you help me tell your neighbor the winking is over? Because now the scripture says, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Verse 31, because he hath appointed a day. This is why God says repent. This is why God says repent. Are you ready? Because he has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness uh, by that man whom he hath ordained. Where, uh, whereof he he hath given um, assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. In other words, Jesus is going to judge. He is that man that God has raised from the dead. Now, none of us know when that day of judgment is coming. Or more importantly, when that day of judgment is coming for you. So God says today, repent, turn. As you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Turn then at that moment. Don't put it off for tomorrow. Don't put it off for next week. Now, here's the problem. We're, we are spiritual beings formed in God's image after his likeness, and we're living in these bodies, and these bodies have cravings and desires. I can't hear no talking here. These bodies have cravings and desires. It wants to do stuff that we don't want to do. It longs for stuff. So we must begin now to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, disconnect those desires from me. Take those desires out of me and give me victory over those things. Are you hearing? Now, God, we said from the beginning, the book of Genesis, God called you to subjugate, to take dominion on the earth. Take dominion over the earth. Look at your look at your hand. And say with me, this was formed from the earth. This was 
Look at your body. Your body was formed from the earth. So he gave you authority to handle your body. As Paul said, to keep under his body. Hallelujah. You have authority to do that. But you have to desire that. And then you have to seek God uh, for the grace that you need to overcome that. So here again, here's your prophetic. You want a prophetic word? Here's your prophetic word. He's not winking. He commands everybody everywhere to repent. And you're going to need the grace of God to overcome the stuff that's in your flesh. Are you hearing? You're going to need the grace of God. So that's where we, we, we said all that to get right here to this altar of repentance. All of that to get right here to this altar of repentance. Because listen, here, here's a key. Here's a secret. Here's a secret. Before you got saved, you couldn't control yourself. And now that you are saved, you still can't control yourself. Before you got saved, you said, I got to get myself together. I got I to gotta get church. I get myself together. I got I to I start doing better. I got to better. And now that you are saved, some of you are still saying, I got to go to church. I got to get, get it better. I got to get in order. I got to. <laughs> if you could have done it, you would have done it already. Are you hearing? The power to save you is not within you, not within this flesh. The power to save you is within Christ. And we have to cry out to him. Lord, save me. Lord, deliver me from this, that, and the other. Let your power shine through me. Holy Spirit, walk me through the process of change. Walk me through the process of transformation that I may be formed in the image of Christ because I can't do this by myself. Anybody on the same page with me? I can't do this. I can't do this. Drugs, alcohol, lust, pornography, whatever the hang up is, drinking, snorting, shooting, rooting, tooting, whatever it is, you don't have the power to pull yourself out. Your neighbor does not have the power to pull you out. Only God has the power to pull you out. So just like you did initially, how you came to the cross, you came to his cross, you asked for his loving mercy and tender kindness. You asked for his forgiveness, his grace to overpower the things that were overpowering you. We still do the same thing on this side of the cross, only now we have confidence. We can go before him with boldness. Hallelujah. And we can be assured that we can have forgiveness and mercy and grace would be imparted to us and he can help us to overcome. The process of overcoming doesn't stop until you're perfected. Are you perfect yet? Oh, somebody, please, 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 Mr. Perfect, please stand up. Sit down, Stan. I, I was watching. Are you hearing me? We're not there. We're not there. But the true church, the true Christians are striving to be there. 
We're hungering for God. We're thirsty for God. We're asking for change. We're asking for healing, asking for deliverance, asking for fresh fire, asking for fresh fire to burn away all this stuff in us that is not like you. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to enter into our hearts and take out everything that is not like you, every desire, Lord, because God, it won't be done by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Yes, you're going to be saved, but it won't be by you. None of us will ever get into heaven and say, who? Hey, Peter, how'd you get here? Yeah, I did it because, you know, I'm just that good. That's how I got up here. I stopped this. I stopped doing that. I stopped cussing. I stopped fussing. I stopped all of that. And that's why I'm up here, because I did it. No, that's blasphemy. That's heresy. That'll get you kicked out of heaven so fast you won't even be able to blink. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't save you. Please turn, please tell your neighbor and tell him you cannot save you. You don't have the power to save you. You don't even have the power to clean yourself up. Do we realize that yet? And the church or the Christian that thinks that they can is in something else. Yes, we're going to be saved. The scripture says plainly, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly appear? So here we are right here. The, the message is over, praise God. And the altar is open. And today we're going to cry out before the Lord. Because if you would admit it, you still got some stuff in you that is not right. If you would admit it, you did some things this week that you know are not right. The difference between us and the unsaved is that we have a savior, someone who will perfect us. And the work that he has started in you, he will complete. Thank God. If he really started the work, he will complete the work in you. And the more we cry out to him, the more we hunger and thirst for him, the more we remain in his presence, the more he will change you. The more he will shape you. And you'll look back and say, wow, I've come from a long way. And here's the true proof of deliverance. The true proof, the true proof of deliverance is not that you don't do it anymore. But the true proof of deliverance is even when it's brought around you, you don't want it. I don't want it. Not that, oh, don't bring it around me. Don't bring, oh, don't bring around me. What are we saying? That's the less power over us to draw us. But when they bring it around us, mmm, that chocolate cake. Mmm, I don't want it. What? You used to always like that chocolate cake. You used to push everybody down just to be the first one in line to get it. Whatever your chocolate cake is. You used to always want to go with us. You used to always want to go boogieing with us. And do the stank leg and planking and what are the other twerking oh my Jesus you just always want to do all that with us but now what I don't want to do that why because a change has come I've got a new nature I've got a new heart that is holy after God I could do it but I don't want to do it that has no power over me 
You know what we don't want, and I'm, I'm really closing, my 10th closing. You know what the real tormenting thing of hell is? You want to know? Not only be separated from God, but the real tormenting thing of hell is when as a spirit possessing a soul, we no longer have our bodies, but the desire is still within the soul. And the only way you can meet that desire is with the body. That is, you got an itch, you got a craving for something. And while you're in the body, you can go, oh, 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 so good. Oh, some good chocolate cake. Oh, 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 that really hit the spot for right now. Oh, oh. But guess what? When you are without a body, you cannot fulfill that craving. You cannot fulfill that desire. And there you are, not you, of course, but there the person is. Are you hearing? There the person is. There's a soul in hell still having the craving, still having that intense desire. And you can't fulfill it. Still have a, 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 an itch, but you can't scratch it. Because they did not overcome while they're in this body. You can't burn the desire up then. No, it's fixed. But here in this life, we can burn it off through Christ. That thing does not have to have power over you. Does that make sense to you? Praise the Lord. So here we are today and this year, 2013. And we're about to pray. If you're not saved, it's a good day to get saved. If you are saved, we can clap. Yes, we can clap. That's good. If you, you say, I'm not sure if I'm saved or not, it's a good day to be sure. You say, I've been really backslidden. Could you help me out, Apostle, please? If you've been really backslidden, you say, I've been backslidden. I've really gone away from God, but I want to be close to God again. I got that prayer. Lord, I want to be closer to you now than I ever had before in my life. Whatever it takes for us to reach that place with the Lord. We want to draw closer to Jesus today. All right. So the altar is open. We're going to attempt. The apostle is going to try to play. Ah, he is playing. Ooh, it's better than last week, wasn't it? So it's playing. Thank you. So while we're here, we're going to cry out to the Lord. We're going to repent. We're going to repent of our backslidings, repent of our wrong being deeds we're going to repent of having a cold heart toward him we're going to repent of putting other things before him we're going to repent of things that we did do and things that we didn't even know that we did but we did it but God does are y'all ready to pray the altar is open if you want me to pray with you I'll be glad to do that I'll be glad to do that just have to tap me on the shoulder because I'm going to be here praying myself Praise the Lord. I'm usually the first one up here, but I see some people beat me this week. Let me tell you now, some of you may be new here and you don't know, I have a heart for Jesus, and I want to be with him completely, 100%. And if it takes me being at this altar every week, you say, my pastor at the altar every week. Well, I'm at the altar every week. That's where I want to be.
If you feel the Lord calling you and telling you, pulling you to come, then you come. You feel the Lord tugging at you. Now, you don't have to come if God, you don't feel the Lord tugging at you. If you don't feel the Lord tugging at you today, stay where you are and pray for us that are here at the altar. Pray for us because there's a special need with us today. There's a special need for us today. So, Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We come in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, admitting our faults, admitting our frailties. We come to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, admitting that we have sinned. We have fallen short of your glory. And, Father, we also admit that we cannot save ourselves. We cannot clean ourselves up. We cannot make our own selves righteous. So we call upon you as Savior and as God. We call upon the name of Jesus. And we say, save us, Lord. Deliver us from our backslidings. Deliver us from these idols. Deliver us from, deliver us from habits and addictions from worries, from stress, from constant complaining. Deliver us, Father, from our excuses. Deliver us from our disobedience. We have heard your word and we respond today and say, oh God, we repent. Stir us, oh God, as your church. Stir us, oh God, as your body. We need you. We cannot go back out the same way which we came in. No one knows the torment that we've been going through. Lord, we need you. We don't want to do the drugs. We don't want to do the alcohol. We don't want to do the pornography. We don't want to do the lying, the cheating, or the stealing. We don't want to do those things that are displeasing in your sight. Oh, God, we ask for deliverance. Wash us in the blood of Jesus. Wash us in the blood. Wash us with your blood. Wash us with your blood. Wash us with your blood. And fill us with your Holy Spirit. Great Holy Spirit, manifest your presence in the lives of your people, oh God. Fill us again. Fill us again. Fill us again. Fill us again, oh God. For this battle will not be won by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We ask you, Father, to heal us from our backslidings. And Lord, we want to commit to you fully, 100%. But Lord God, we still admit there's something in us that is resistant to that. There's something in us that is resistant to that. Lord, we speak to that part of us that resists you and we resist it. We say no to it and yes to you. We come giving you our whole selves, our strengths, our weaknesses, our highs, our lows, our holy days and our unholy days. Lord, we give it all to you. Now, Lord, we give you permission. See all of us. 
See us, Lord, when we think we're living right. And see us, Lord, when we're doing wrong. See us in all areas. We lay before you. We know your word has laid us open before you. And no flesh can hide in your presence. So, Lord, we say we don't want to hide. We're no longer hiding from the light, but we come to the light. And we say, Lord, wash us and, and cleanse us. Today, Lord, we need a cleansing. Today, Lord, we need a washing. We want to be the people that you want us to be. We need the washing today and the cleansing today. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fire on the altar, fire on the altar, fire on the altar, fire on the altar. Burn it away. And Father, you said the name of Jesus has all power. So we declare the name of Jesus over every sin in our lives. We declare the name of Jesus over every habit, over every addiction. We declare the name of Jesus over every ungodly relationship. We declare the name of Jesus. We must love you more than anything else. So Father, today, as your people, we are yours. You know we're messed up. You know we're a mess. But you also have the key to making this mess a masterpiece. We're not coming to say that we're more than this, that we're more than that. We're simply coming and saying we love you and we need you. We're desperate for you. We're hungry for you. And we don't want our lives to go back the same way in which it was. Today, Lord, we receive an anointing from you. We receive fresh fire from you in the name of Jesus. We can't go back home the same way. Somebody's praying that we cannot go back the same way we came. We cannot go back to the hell, to the torment. We cannot go back the same way we came. God, you must change me now. God, you must change me now. Like the woman with the issue of blood longing to touch the hem of his garment. I cannot go back to the way it used to be. I cannot go back with the same issue. I must touch your face. Fill your heart with the desperation and the longing for God. And as the Lord's representative in this place, I'm going to anoint you with oil. And at the point of contact, we're going to believe God for a release of that anointing that will change your life forever. In the name of Jesus, we're going to believe the Lord for a fresh foundation and a fresh revelation. Some things God will take away from you immediately, instantly. Jesus. Let's believe God for the instant change. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Then some things God will take away one thing at a time. But as he begins a work, he will complete the work. I can assure you of that. He will not do things half-heartedly. When he starts it, he will finish it.
but there is an instant work that God wants to give you today. I speak that prophetically. There is an instant work that God wants to do in your life today, but you must come to him in desperation. You must come to him in hunger and he will feel that. For blessed is he that hunger and thirst for righteousness and you shall be filled, the Lord said. There's some of you that have been carrying burdens for quite a long time. And I hear the Lord say instant deliverance. He's going to take that burden from you instantly. And other things he will take from you over time. It's a journey. It is his decision what to do instantly or, to the, or, or the journey is his decision because he knows what's best for you. So as I come before, as I come to you in Jesus' name, I'm going to anoint you with oil. And we're going to believe God for both. You can believe God for the instantaneous to take this thing away from you instantaneously. The other, it will be done over time with his grace for his grace is sufficient for you. You're going to have to believe him. You're going to have to believe him. Are you desperate for him? Are you hunger for him? <laughs> Are you hunger for his power, for his presence, for the anointing? Are you hungry for him? Are you thirsty for him? Lord God, we need you. Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. Come, Lord. Great Holy Spirit, fill us again the fresh and feeling of your Holy Spirit. Your word declares whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Lord, we believe that. We believe that. Oh, Lord God, we believe that. Oh, right where you are. We'll get you. I, I, I promise I'm going to touch you in just a moment with the oil. I'm going to anoint you with oil in just a moment. But right now, where you are, you need to pour your heart out before him. You need to pour out your heart before him in humble desperation. God knows what's going on at the work and in your finances. He knows what's going on in your home. And this is the place to cry out to him, to cry out to him. He knows what's going on in your body. And now is the time to cry out to him. He knows you've been disappointed. He knows that you felt like giving up, like throwing in the towel. He knows that you felt like walking away. And that you've even said like Jeremiah, I'm not going to speak anymore in your name. He knows that you said that you never come back in a church again. But yet you are here you are. Because the Father has drawn you here. Oh, and he loves you. Mm, he loves you. 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 And he's not condemning you. And he's not judging you. He's not condemning. He's not judging. But he's here to restore you. 
Do you want to be restored? Do you want to be made new? <laughs> Do you want to be cleansed? <laughs> Believe him for the miracle. Believe him for change. It can change. It can change in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. It can change. Come Holy Spirit Manifest your presence Manifest your presence We're desperate for you we're desperate for you. We're desperate for you. Lay your hands on his Holy Spirit. Let us not feel the hands of a man, but we need to feel your hand. We need to feel your hands. We need you. We need you. Fire, fire, fire. We don't want to we don't want the humanistic Christianity. We want the full blown you. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh by the power and authority of Jesus Christ, be loosed. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. 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 Be loose in the name of Jesus. Fire! Fire! Be loose in the name of Jesus. 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 Fire! Fire! Be loose in the name of Jesus. 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 Fire, 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 fire. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose, be loose, be loose, be loose, be loose. Feel, oh God, with the Holy Spirit. Be loose. Be loose of your infirmity. Be loose. Be loose. Be loose. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose. Fire. Let the electricity of your Holy Spirit flow through this place. Fire. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Forever change, oh God. Forever change, oh God. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose. Be loose. Be loose. Oh, for there's still a work to be done. Be loose. Be loose. In the name of Jesus, be loose. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Be loose. Be loose. 
Oh God, we clear. Be loose from generational, from generational curses. God is loosing even from generational curses. Be loose, be loose, be loose. Be released from the curse. Be released from the curse in the name of Jesus. Oh, be loose. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loosed. Oh, be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Fire! Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Never the same, oh God, never the same. Be loose. Be loose. Fire! Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Never the same by the power of your spirit. By the power of your spirit. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loosed. Be loose in Jesus' name. Be loose. Be loose from every shackle or chain that binds. Be loose. Be loosed, fire, fire, fresh anointing, fire, fire, fresh anointing. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit break every yoke, break every shackle. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit break every yoke, break every shackle. Be loosed, be loosed, be loosed in the name of Jesus. Every generational curse broken in the name of Jesus. Every generational curse broken in the name of Jesus. It shall not pass through the generations any longer. It stops with you. It is burned up in the fire. It is burned up in the fire. We say no, Lord, to humanistic Christianity. We say no to anything and every idol. Lord God, we pull it down in Jesus' name. Anything that exalts itself against you in our lives, we pull it down. And Lord, we expect now, we make covenant with you today. We expect your strength we expect your grace for in a few minutes we're going to walk out of that door and we're depending on you to keep us we're going to walk out of these doors and walk into the doors of our home we're going to walk into the doors at work we're going to walk into the doors in a few minutes we'll have to face those that have been talking about us like a dog in a few minutes we'll have to face our accusers and we'll need your grace in a few minutes we'll have to face the checkbook we'll have to face the bills and we'll need your grace we know that you shall not fail us for today, Lord, we put all our eggs in your basket. We lean on you. We lean on you. What else can we do? Man does not hold the answers. The government does not hold the answers. Money does not hold the answers. It is all in you. 
and in you we place our trust if you don't move then we are lost so today we believe in you in a world that says cast God out we say come in come in Lord Jesus come in come in come in today is a day of change today is a day of fresh freshness and a revelation newness the father brought you here because he loves you he's not condemning he's meeting you with an arm of love and mercy saying come let us reason together there is still yet more for you and in this atmosphere I decree even a debt free people to owe no one but to love them I decree an overcoming people I decree favor 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 in Jesus mighty name I decree a hearing ear and a forgiving heart a forgiving heart Oh, just take a moment right where you are. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.